0: Hello and welcome to Angel's Costumes Behind the Scenes. I'm Jeremy Angel. I'm Richard Green. And I'm Jonathan Lipman. Today we're happy to release my interview with Verity Hawks. Verity is a costume designer that we've all actually worked with. She works in film, TV, and commercials. And it was just a really lovely chat with Verity, which I wouldn't expect anything
1: less from actually. No, she's she's really nice, isn't she?
0: It was lovely, and I was really happy to talk to Verity because she's done so many different style things and sizes as well, with films, TV, and commercials as well, which she's been doing a lot more of in recent years. And I think it's it's good to have input from someone who who doesn't just work in TV and theatre and film.
2: I always get the impression that she's got a good work life balance in the respect of family and kids and then juggling the work as per the demands they're in and I think that that's important that this is an industry that uh, contain that that has the capacity to contain that that factor
0: and it's interesting as well she's a another person who's made the comment about didn't know anyone in the industry and phoned around and had to try and sort of get her way in herself because she had no other way of doing it and she 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 went in through props actually to begin with
1: yeah, and persistently, persistently just kept kept at it until she got she got some results, which is good. And she at Wimbledon. Yes.
2: Uh, she did she yeah. did a theatre degree at Wimbledon. Yeah. But yeah. The, the other thing is is that in the, in back in the day when Verity graduated, the the roots, one of the routes into this industry was through through our, our television industry. Yeah, BBC. Uh, because at at that point the main networks had their own costume departments. And, would have had permanent staffed costume departments at Thames and London Weekend and the BBC and Central and all the various divisions.
1: And the regions, of course, Manchester and Birmingham and BBC Scotland and BBC Bristol and all of those.
2: They all all employed um, at at, at times up up to 10, 20 permanent full-time bills of stuff plus their assistance
0: and the thing i found interesting for myself while talking to it was i know verity as the designer i know obviously i haven't worked with verity before then I, i wasn't working at angels before she was a designer but it's amazing um again the people she worked with and how she talks about them and i know one of them mentioned richard you've spoken to it's howard burden but it's I find it amazing when you talk to people because you never know unless you've come up with them you don't know that completely who they've worked with and who's influenced them and it's it's always great when people bring up people's names and they're all saying the same thing about them but when it comes to howard as an example yeah
2: that's why you always have to be careful about who you're talking to
1: because <laughs> <your own> <laughs> yeah. you never know How, howard howard was at wimbledon as well of course and um he he talks about anne beverly uh being one of the one of the
2: the oh, yeah, John Bloomfield's there. wife,
1: yeah. yeah, John Bloomfield's wife. Um, so again, the connection there because, of course, you know, Anne, mm-hmm. Anne used to work with John on on productions, um, as well. So, so yeah, Wimbledon, Wimbledon, certainly when Anne was there, seemed to be a, 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 an inspiration for costume people, didn't it, Jonathan? Very much
2: so. yeah.
0: When there are just uh talking with the colleges and things, uh, just on the, the making side of things, are there any particular courses you look out for more for, more from or uh, universities or is it, it what, what when when we're looking at the makers and the cutters and things like that what experience are you looking for yeah it depends very
2: much on who happens to be the course director at that particular time and they they all ebb and flow and you know there's there was one at one point you you wanted to grab anybody that came out of hornsey and um, certainly central but then that particular senior lecturer leaves and some and is replaced by somebody that perhaps has a different focus, and the accent is more to do with set stroke production design rather than costume. Then there are other colleges that come along with, you know, that are quite dynamic in their approach, Nottingham, Bournemouth. It, it just, it, it's about just knowing who is inspiring their students the most, and you can only tell that by interviewing. Meeting, yeah. meeting the graduate,
1: and of course ultimately it just comes down to the to the person you're interviewing themselves you know if they if the flow of the course may be going in one direction but if they've decided they want to come in in our direction then that that will come out from them very much in the interview and when they're talking to us yeah
2: and, and verity makes that point that she realized very early on after her even after her foundation course that, that costume design was where she wanted to end up and yeah but in order to get to that point, she needed to cover all the other bases. Given that clarity, she was able to target the the, the costume design practitioners that she that she thought she would be able to get a job from and that led to her employment at Thames.
0: We hope you've been enjoying these conversations. We've been enjoying your feedback. If you have any questions, requests, or just any feedback, please email us at podcast at angels.co.uk or you can visit our website www.angelsbehindtheseems.com or you can find us on social media we're on instagram twitter facebook we are just forward slash costume podcast and here is my interview with verity hawks today i'm going to be speaking to verity hawks verity is a costume designer who i've worked with um over my f- my few years as a production director and she's also worked with some of my other colleagues over the years Verity's always fun when she comes into Angels never does the same thing twice works on many different types of productions commercials everything and anything I think I've I've worked with you along for Verity over the past few years so thank you so much for agreeing to do this
3: <laughs>
0: so if, if if it's okay I'd like to, to to start with very simply how did you start how did you how did you get into the industry? How did you become Verity Hawks a costume designer?
3: Well, I always knew I wanted to do it right from very young. I always knew that I want that's what I wanted to do. So, I did, you know, my O levels, my A levels, and I knew that I had to go to art school to do it. So, I kind of started and you have to do a, you know, suppose you have to do a foundation course. So, I did my foundation course and then I started researching the best colleges to go to to do what I wanted to do. And at the time, you could only really... I didn't want to go via fashion. I didn't want to be a stylist. I wanted to do costume. So I decided to do a costume desi- uh, theatre design course. And there were four colleges at the time that, that did it, and I chose to go to Wimbledon. So I kind of concentrated most of my work whilst I was on foundation sort of towards that end. We didn't have... Some of the foundations, particularly, say, Wim Wimbledon Foundation had a course uh, you know they incorporated theatre design with the view of then going on to Wimbledon art school into their foundation but i just tried to lean my projects that i was given at foundation towards towards that end so it would be good for my folder mm. and then the Wimbledon when you apply to a college i don't know whether it's the same now but when you apply to Wimbledon back when i applied which was 86 you had to design to a brief so they gave you certain shows that you had to design costumes and sets for and the course I did was everything it wasn't specifically costume it was sets lighting you know prop making scenery making, you know everything scenic art uh, backdrop painting everything.
0: Learn, learn everything teach you everything
3: yeah yeah so that's and um, um, I yeah I got in and then I finished the course and back before the internet and you know back <laughs> That woman had to rely on photocopiers. That you had to go to a shop to get photocopied. I basically <laughs> <and> used books. <laughs> yeah, um, I I photocopied my you know my the stuff that I'd done at college, my shows, my the stuff that I worked with outside directors on, and I just I just wrote letters and wrote letters and wrote letters, and I continuously got you haven't got any experience. I didn't know anybody in the industry, so I didn't have an in, and you know I'd get back. You don't have any experience. And I'd be like, yeah, I know that. That's why I'm writing for you. Um, so eventually, this wonderful, wonderful man who was head of Thames Television gave me a job as an inter- as a trainee, an intern. And I started work in the set design department on a, a TV sitcom called Freddie and Max, mm. which had Anne Bancroft in it. And I started in sets and then I, obviously I wanted to be in costumes So I moved because, because it was, you know, quite a big Hollywood actress. I think they wanted to sort of, you know, I, I wasn't allowed to go straight into the costume department. But then I, I joined the costume department and it was with the wonderful Jenny Tate designing. And it just went from there. I then worked with her on two projects, had a wonderful time at Thames, met some amazing, amazing people. And yeah, it sort of it went from then. I just kept at it and kept writing letters, and obviously then I'd got experience and I knew people, and it just snowballed. And then I was lucky enough to be asked to assist Howard Burden, who is another ex-Wimbledon uh, student.
0: Really, I never knew you worked with Howard. Sorry. Yeah,
3: I worked with Howard for years, years, and years, and years. I d- we, we he did his first uh, Young Americans was his first film, and that was my first film too. Oh, okay. So, we jumped in and, and did that and then I worked with Howard for a good good few years you yeah, know I did quite a lot of things a lot of things with him and then I took a break I went traveling and then I carried on came back and do you know what I, I think I might have yeah I, I carried on working for Howard I, we did another film we went to Africa and then I slowly kind of told people that I wanted to design mm. you know I let you know I, I sort of Never really told people that I wanted to design when I was assisting because I always think that was maybe a bit strange. So after I you know, stopped working for Howard I sort of just, you know, started doing and then I got a low budget film and then I've designed ever since. I haven't really gone back to assisting since then. And so that was early nineties. No, uh no, late ninety I think it was in 90, 80, early nine 90. no, wait a minute, I'm getting confused. Late <laughs> Like, well, I don't know, sometime in the 90s I started designing, I can't remember when I think maybe 93, I'm not sure.
0: Are there any notable differences that you find uh, to designing today to, to designing back when you started designing?
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the shopping, say if you're doing a modern job, back then there was very limited choice and there were only a few shops that allowed you to return. So you used to take actors shopping. Wow. which I, can, I cannot imagine doing now. I mean, literally, I used to take actors to camp and used to go <laughs> into fitting rooms, And it was, I mean, just, I mean, they were young actors. They weren't, you know, they weren't sort of really established, but they were, they were, you know, they were actors and very odd. I can't imagine doing that now. I mean, you bring everything to the actor now. You shop and you can return and you can take things out on app pro. But, you know, I think it was just M&S back in the day that, and also now, if you're doing a, a job that you don't have a huge budget, but you you want to have that sort of designer look. I mean, shops now, catwalk to High Street, it's a couple of weeks, mm. you know, that they so somebody somewhere's done their version of. But back then, they were very, you know, you either shopped in Gucci or you shopped in M&S and the two didn't meet, you know, so... It, it, yeah, very, very different, but mate. Um, wise, and and you know, workroom, what no, I think it's pretty similar, okay. You know, but but definitely, in, the internet has made people a little bit more impatient as well. I think that to be immediately in front of them because they've thought it up the evening before.
0: Oh, well, why can't you? I, I, I saw this on TV yesterday, I'd like to see it as an idea for us. Why can't you make it now?
3: Yeah. And, and, and I'd like you to uh replicate this spacesuit that's taken, you know. Either NASA, which has taken ten years to develop, or I'd like you—you to, you know—which is fine. You can, obviously you can do that, but you can't do it in a week. That—that—that—that's definitely—that's definitely happens now.
0: When jobs come along, what 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 what's it that draws you to a certain job, or what what, what is it you're looking for before you take a job?
3: I think, well, if, if 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 it was a film, it would be predominantly it would have to be a good script. I think that would. You know, it'd have to be an interesting script. And then, I mean, obviously, if it was an interesting period or it was fantasy or something, else, that's always maybe more appealing. But if something is a very good script, say, for instance, we're rewatching The Sopranos at the moment. And, I mean, this, that's fabulous. That would be a fabulous thing to do because, you know, the character. So I think it's the script which then that's about character. And if you can, if you immediately fall in love with a set of characters, you can immediately picture how you want to portray them. And, and you just, that's it. You you get hooked. You get hooked in. And it doesn't necessarily have to be set in, you know, the 1800, whatever. You know, it can be set in any period. It can mm. be present. Any any period you get hooked into the characters and you start imagining how you would do it. So I think it's a script and I think it works the same with, with commercials, really. It's the script even though you know the scripts are 30 seconds 60 seconds it's the storyboard the ideas what you can bring to that project that you you get excited about and you know that it can be again it can be a mad design job or just a great set of characters that you can get hooked into
0: what's um designing on a commercial like compared to being on a, a film or a tv program because when i when i used to to used to work it used to be you never used to bump into ad's who did both commercials and did film and tv it was usually one or the other and i know they they had their reasons of preferring to do commercials over to doing productions if that makes sense so yeah. is there a, it, what, what's the main difference for you working on commercials when versus when you you do work on the, the other productions
3: i think i mean for me i th- it, it it works the same it's just all condensed so it's just all mm. shunted into a much smaller space of time like for instance when we did that job before christmas that it took in everything from 1920s to present day it was you would you would have the same amount of people probably on a film but it would just be spread out you'd be able to you'd have more time so with with a commercial you have to work with what's available So Mm. I obviously, you know, I came straight to you guys, because you have that range, and you have that volume stock. And it's all in one place, because on a commercial, you don't have time to spend traveling around and sourcing things, you don't have time to go vintage shopping, you don't have the budget or the time, but you don't have the ability to say, I'd love to make that. Whereas on a film, you'd go that you'd you'd do your reference and you'd you'd maybe design something very specific and have it made, or you'd see if you could source the shoes, say, or the jewellery, vintage, for a period. But on a commercial, you just have to do it in such a small time frame that you have to be much more resourceful, I think, and you have to work with what you have available at at that present time. So if you can't get hold of something, you have to. Either change your design or find a different way of doing it. Find a, another way around getting to the point that you you're happy with the the end design. And I kind of I like it. It's it's kind of a it has a sort of immediacy and a, a sense of excitement that that makes you on one hand it's a different way of being creative. Mm. Your, your creativity is sped up. So there's no there's no room for that self doubt or that yeah I could have done it a different way. It's like right we're doing it this way and we you know this is a great way and let's do it. But log- you know logistically you're still dressing a hundred people in period costume, uh, which you would do on a film. It's just you have half the crew, and <laughs> a tenth of the time,
0: and a tenth of the budget. With that in mind, how important to you is the relationship you have with with your with your crew with your team your your supervisors or your assistants if if you you you're lucky enough on the commercial to have an assistant sometimes I know you guys don't it's just you and yeah a few other people but how important is, are those relationships for you
3: very important I mean you can you can't you can't be a costume designer without a team mm. you just you can't you can draw you can sit at home and design but to make that happen, to get that from the page, from the sketchbook to the, the screen, you cannot do it without a, a brilliant department. And you can't do it without a department who work together and have a, a, a sort of an almost unspoken language. You, you need to be 2nd ga- I mean, I work with such fabulous, fabulous people. I mean, like, you know, Elle, who I work with, she just, it's like having another me. It's like mm. the best department is, is sort of like just millions of you so they pick up the slack they they offer you know they they can offer ideas that it's a team it's a total team thing and then you you have to trust and you have to have people that that have your sensibility so when you ask someone to go and pull a load of trousers for instance you know they're going to pull a load of trousers that you would have pulled yourself Mm. because they know how you think and, and how you want things and and you know the the tones and the colors and the way that you put things together they'll have, they'll understand that so they won't come back you know if, if a particular project you're looking for earth tones or what you know they won't suddenly come back with a load of primary colors yeah they'll have a, a very quick it's a very quick read of right got it off
0: and it's the trust from you you you, yeah. you trust them to allow that allow you to do what you need to do yeah. um and you you have the trust that they'll do what you need so you can concentrate yeah. on what you're working on yeah. that moment.
3: And and um, and it's sort of we dovetail. I think the the best department is when you dovetail is that you pick up the slack because sometimes also on a commercial which makes it very very different from a film is that at some point I'm the supervisor, the, you know, I do run the budget, I organize the fittings, I design it, I'm speaking to the director, I'm sending Tesh. You know, you're you're kind of fulfilling a million different roles. So If you have got an assistant who is only just doing what you tell them to do, that doesn't work. They have to take initiative and they have to go, right, Groti's off doing that. I'm going to get on with this because this needs doing. And we haven't thought about, you know, the fact that so and so doesn't, still doesn't have shoes or, you know we still need to go and find a load of hats for this scene or I need to ring the facilities guys to see what time they're doing the pickup to come and collect everything you know it's it's mm. your your department is lessened so so you have to you have to know that everybody is understands their role and fulfill.
0: And they're an extension of you your team is an extension of you to allow yeah to, to allow you to reach that everything no that that makes uh that makes complete sense and sort of leaning on for that how how significant to to how it all works and you working is the relationships you have with costume suppliers or the costume companies that exist. Um, example as Angels, obviously, but yeah, costume houses in general.
3: Yeah, the the same. That it works exactly the same. That kind of working with you guys, who you totally understand how it works. So you like the pantomime horse <laughs> fiasco. You, you totally, well, not a fiasco, but a request. Um, you totally under you totally understand that that you know prior to an hour before I asked you I knew nothing about it so it's like everyone suddenly comes together in that moment and tries to work it out and figure it out you
0: love those conversations it's I need a pantomime horse to, to then have the reply go back one person two person front end back end and and you sit there and go this is normal for me this, this how is this normal
3: <laughs> No, this is how we work this is no 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 I don't want that one it needs to be there yes and then after all that, you find that, yes, they didn't really anyway, you, you know, it's like, but, and, and same with Rash, like, on, on the big jobs that I've done recently, where, you know, it's that kind of second guessing, it's like, I've left all this for you, I've got the, you know, I've put all the boxes out, I've got you all the bags, I've got you the tags, I've got this fitting room. It's that she become the has become another member of your department, and they're they enable you to you know, you don't have to worry about that because they've already thought about it. You know you come in and it's all oh, the rails are there and and it's it's lovely because it's you don't have the time to sort it out yours you know and so it's and you know that you guys if you come and say, Do you reckon you've got any of the and you'll you'll know whether you've got them or not or you'll know whether you've got a certain set of armour armour that or if you have, but you could change it. I mean I've done jobs where I found things but they're not exactly what I want. Like you've got those fabulous ostrich fans but i needed ostrich showgirl headdresses Mm. so you guys allowed me to make adapt them into headdresses and it's it's knowing that you will within obviously you know i'm I'm not going to come in and cut a 1920s beaded dress into a crop top but it's allowing
0: people have tried people have definitely tried
3: (laughs) You know, it's, it's knowing that you guys won't just say, no, 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 that's not possible. It, if it's possible, you will absolutely... And it, it's an extension of your team. Like a costume house is for, for everybody, I think. Films, TV, commercials. A costume house is an extension. Of, you know, the people that work within those costume houses are an extension of your team.
0: Well, and some of the people working on your team will have come from the costume houses as well because they, they're, they're now yeah. now the new sort of training ground, as it were.
3: Yeah, yeah, and they're... And they're and, you know, oh. they're, they're just fabulous and their knowledge, the, the wealth of knowledge that they have. And also, when you're really up against it, I've asked that I haven't been able to come in to pull a costume and you guys have pulled it for me. Mm. Always knowing that that costume will be good. Mm. It's not that, oh, my God, what's going to turn up? You know, it's going to be what you asked for. Or if if it's not, someone has, you've had a conversation to say we don't have actually this but we can do this and it's yeah I couldn't I I couldn't do it without you I don't think anybody could do it without the costume houses
0: that's lovely lovely to hear and I I haven't I haven't paid you to say anything about angels I just want to make that clear (laughs) it's
3: uh (laughs) it's
0: It's not, not meant to be that way. And an interesting question from mine, that I've actually always wanted to ask, what is it that you enjoy the most? Because if we go on just the beginning of this year, you you have done a hell of a lot of shows and jobs this year alone. You were in for a commercial. Two weeks later, you were in for the intro credits to a new film. And then you there was a lot of work that you were going on. Do you do you still get the enjoyment on every single job? What is it that you enjoy the most on, on it all? Because when it comes that fast and quick there, it's it's got to be sort of a little bit dizzying that two weeks ago you were doing this huge year commercial with with 100 200 people and then you're switching to the as I said the 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 opening to a film and that's very stylized and a very completely different look and then two weeks later I think you're onto another commercial so you're you're very quick with what you get onto it and where, where's it, where's your enjoyment come on when it gets that quickly because it's over so quickly and on to the next one um
3: Think I think it's the constantly being pushed, you know, being being asked to there's never a moment where you kind of it's never boring and it's mm-hmm. never a moment where you get bogged down in, oh no, you know, I've got to look at this or another what well, you know, it's it's when as soon as you're almost into the filming of one job, you're possibly thinking about the next one. I and mean, sometimes, don't get me wrong, sometimes mm-hmm. you can be juggling. And it can be quite stressful if you've got if you've got people asking you for mood boards for something and you're still in the thick of something else. You know, sometimes it can. But that I've been lucky, actually, that hasn't happened too much. It just is it's sort of a rolls on. You know, I finish one and start another. And yeah, there's a, there are overlaps, definitely. But I think it's just the difference in everything you can go from a period job to then I mean, that the with the Argos ones, you know, designing costumes around furniture and and then you're and then you're shopping and then you're back in the shops I think it's the the difference in everything is so exciting and so creative and also the the commercials industry is a very supportive industry production companies and the crews are very very supportive of each other so you're not on your own you know you have an incredible support network with your production and your producer and your even your directors, you know everybody kind of works together and is very supportive of each other, so it's a joyous creative process, so that's that makes it lovely as well you don't i I never find it like stressful so it it's just mm. it's like oh it's like another you know now I have to think about doing a spaceman or you know or now I have to think about doing medieval soldiers and it's just. I think it just keeps keeps it exciting, and also I get to travel a lot, so I get to work with different departments and and you know different people from all over the world, which is which is lovely.
0: I hope I'm allowed to say this. I know you did the opening credit scene for no time to die, which obviously has been pushed back this year and you've you've done other bond opening scenes as well. Do you find there's any pressure doing something that's that iconic or is that just that's more of the fun for you that it's? It's people go to a Bond film, and one of the things they do go to see is the open credits because they became famous with Sean Connery and Roger Moore, and, and those films, just those open credits, I always remember. I never saw any film credits like Bond when I was growing up.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I think for me, I think it's not so. I, I think it because obviously the costumes have already been designed, so you try and you know I can't I can't really take credit for the designing in that because it's sort of either using the the real things. Mm. Or replicating, I think the joy in those things is the the process, mm. the filming of them. It's the, it's, the it, it's what we actually do, and and seeing how Danny's desire he you know, how he's because Danny comes up with the Danny Kleinman comes up with the ideas. So it's it's kind of the the, the joy in those jobs is is helping him realize those ideas, mm. and I think that's the jo- and and also that I, I get to work with people I've known for years, and love working with that's why I I like doing you know that's that's the joy in those jobs not so much the designing because you, you do end up using the actual things from the film mm. so I, I can't couldn't take credit for the design of those.
0: no but I mean it's it's still it's it's still an amazing thing to to, to work on and be involved in and
3: oh yeah no, definitely to be to, to have those um, you know they're, they're fabulous to do they're, they're really lovely to do yeah
0: and finally what what single piece of advice would you give to someone who wants to i suppose open it further than just be a costume designer wants to work in costume what's the one bit of advice that you would you'd say look this is the, the the verity hawks this is if you want to do this this is what you need or this is what you should do or how you should do it uh,
3: well i think i think obviously it's very very useful to have an art training i, I really do think you you don't have to people Come into costume from all sorts of, back, you know, or a history of art or a history of costume or, you know, to come in with a knowledge, either how to make things, how to design things or what the sort of history of costume. I think that's really important because then you come, because unless you're very, 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 very lucky, you're going to start an assistant or you're going to start in a wardrobe department as a dresser or a standby or, or a maker or however you choose to kind of end up as a designer i mean obviously you you can start straight in as a designer but i think if you come with a set of skills then it's more beneficial to you to to, to have a ground to work from to have a, a body of knowledge and then then you just learn on the job i think because I don't think anything can really teach you how to be a costume designer until you start actually doing it. Certainly, I, I'm not too sure now, but certainly when I trained, we didn't get taught at all how to be on a film set or how a film set works or anything like that. You just, you just have to learn. But if you come with a set of skills, like when I moved into commercials, because I could make and I could prop make and I could paint up instead of, having to pay people to do things. So I was like, no, I can do that. I'll make that. Mm. And so it, it was suddenly things happened for me a bit quicker because I had a, a, a kind of a big skill set to draw from. Mm. But I think also once you're at college and you're, you're studying, I think that's when I was talking to a friend about it today and we were talking about that contacts, is very, they're very important. And as I say, I didn't know anybody in the industry at all. But I think you don't need to. I I get letters written to me from people like me who have no parents in the industry or friends or anybody in the industry and they just write to me and say, can I come and even just speak to you, just talk to you about how it works. So, and I think that the more you reach out to designers, supervisors, other assistants and make contact with these people, I think that's invaluable really. I have two trainees that I've used recently Who were supposed to have graduated this year that I will use. Mm. You know, they're, they're great because they've come and worked for me and they've met them and I know how good they are. If they need work and I have work when they leave, they will be in the pool of people that I will ask to fill certain positions. So I think that if you can, just find the people that you like, you admire in the industry, you like how they work, you like their designs, and just reach out to them. They might not reply but if they do then that that's great i think that's really useful it's
0: it's amazing it's one of the things that has come out through several of these conversations that we've been having is yeah. just how how happy everyone seems to, to be in helping educate people further helping helping that process every day's a school day seems to be everyone's philosophy to a point is there everyone's always learning but everyone's always happy to pass on knowledge and to help others to progress in the industry and to make the industry successful and it's it's really amazing to hear that that that's where everyone's belief is and what they all want to achieve and it's it, I think it's a testament to 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 the people in the industry and and to the people themselves because it's amazing everyone is is not close no one wants to treat this like a closed shop it's like we're welcome to teach anyone. Anyone, how we work, because it's only going to improve how we work.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And now, I mean, especially like last year, I mean, you, you couldn't on some people couldn't get crew members for love nor money on some jobs. There's so much content. When I left college, we didn't really make films in this country. It was we, those, that film industry was just restarting. You know, having boomed in the in previous decades, it was just kind of growing. But it was there. What there was there wasn't the film being made like there is now. Then I think it's the most ideal time to come into the industry because there's going to be so much work for people. And yeah, and I do I do think if, if, because if you don't train people up, you know they don't have the the system. They don't have the apprenticeships like they do. There's not the BBC mm-hmm. journey. They don't exist those things. So you either write to designers or you come and work for you guys you know there's there's very few options because even the bigger films they have such a tight policy around trainees and logistics of trainees I think as much as possible as designers and departments we have to push for those people to be able to to help them and come into the industry as much as we can it's how people are going to get into the you know because it is about who you know and once you've done one project you've got that on your CV someone recommends you and that's how it starts
0: yeah and it's 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 that's the thing that we we have at times when we're looking is just where else can we look for people what what are you actually looking for because I know my dad's philosophy at times is he'd rather take a blank canvas who's got an interest in toy soldiers for example than someone who just as a as a risk or as a, as a chance because yeah. they've got a passion for something and that's what we need and it's yeah. making it, It's how do you find these new people? And there, you're right. The avenues there aren't many avenues, but because there yeah. aren't many avenues, people don't know about it as much, which makes it harder for us to find the new people.
3: Yeah, and and I, I I think it's really important. I mean, I did reach out to my angels school because I I feel that there's a whole swathe of young children, you know, young people who who don't see the industry as a viable means of earning a living mm. or even a possibility for them i mean graduates they are you know they know they know it's out there they've done their research they know but i think as you said the the whole you know there's a whole swathe of children out there that, that just think it's not for them they couldn't possibly get into the industry it it must be so impossible and 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 that's who i would really love to kind of start reaching out to and say you can it's got a lot to do with wanting to as well stamina yeah. wanting to because it's not it's not an easy business and it's Long hours, and you have to you have to sacrifice quite a lot if you want to be in it. you gain so much, but there is an element of you do have to sacrifice certain elements of your life to 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 do it
0: you've got to start from the bottom and it's got to work hard and just yeah. that i couldn't wish to to have had any better answer to it because yeah it's 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 a lot of work, but it's worth it if you if you've got the if if you want it if you want it it's there, but you've got to work for it and you you need to, to just be willing to, willing to try. Yeah, mm.
3: and, and, and everything else can be learned. You know, I mean, Angels in itself is a, is a, is a form of college in a way. I mean, it, it, you just did, solely did your training at Angels without any kind of formal art training. That is, that's perfect. I mean, that's, that is, that's what you want. To, you know, if you want to go into costume, you know, that is a perfect way to, to train.
0: We actually have um, a conversation with Shelly who's who talks about that and how 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 it works and how our program's been set up and the logic behind it. So thank you. It gives me another plug for Shelly's interview. (laughs) Well, Verity, thank you so much for this. This has been really, really great. And it's lovely to speak to you and just to hear to hear what you say and to, to learn a bit more about your story because I'm not sure whether you probably won't remember this but um, actually I worked with you on my last ever job as an AD. What was, the,
3: what was it? No, I don't remember that. Where, where was that? Uh, Inkart. Oh my God, did you,
0: did you? Yeah, I was one of the additional ADs for about two months on Inkart with Brendan Fraser, Paul Bettany and... Oh.
3: Oh my God, jerry
0: that's awful! That I did. Do- no, no, oh no, no, God. no. Why would you remember a random additional third AD who was one of the Mind g- you, there production? Was quite a lot of people on that production.
3: Also.
0: There were a load of people in that production. I, I genuinely completely forgot about it, and oh. I was, I was looking at something yesterday, and I was like, I love that production. Love
3: that it
0: was pretty i It was
3: such a shame they didn't make the other two books.
0: Brendan Fraser was lovely. Helen Mirren. It, it that was a great job and the it was just so clever
3: joyous it was a it was lovely the actors were lovely and we got to go to italy for seven i mean just blissful that was a joy of a job that really was
0: thank you again thank you for this and we really really do appreciate it so very thank you so much for the time you've given us today
3: you are very very welcome
0: that was my conversation with Verity. I hope you all enjoyed it. I know I definitely did. And as I keep saying, I always enjoy an excuse to talk to Verity because
1: she's always such a happy person to talk to. She really is. And she, she's really kind of positive and upbeat. And, you know, she, she makes the point it's a very, very pressured job and getting more and more pressure. But you never really know. She's quite serene. I want to just ask you a question quick, Jeremy. Did the beaded dress get converted into a crop top? Uh, The beaded dress didn't get converted into a crop (laughs) top. Tell the truth. No,
0: not from her, but we have had other customers who've just taken a massive chunk out of random things. I I mean... Yes, yes. (laughs) The next interview we're going to be releasing is Jonathan's interview with Katrina Lindsay.
2: I'm particularly pleased that we've got the opportunity to chat with Katrina because she is primarily... Practitioner in theatre, set and costume, but she does also have film credits and TV credits to her to, to, on, to, to add on to her CV. And she's a particularly wise, clever, and highly respected multi-award-winning designer who comes to the projects with such a such a spirit and, and an amazing energy. And I'm, I've I've had the opportunity to work with her. As her associate and I've also known her and known her work over many years and we've become good friends. But I, I think that the work that she's done for the National Theatre and she's the costume designer of the stage production of Harry Potter and directors and producers absolutely adore working with her. She she brings a great energy and camaraderie spirit of collaboration and and so much so that in this period of lockdown she's established along with some um, other designers theater designers uh, a forum uh, a, a designers forum called scene change which some of, some of our audience may know about and it's it's been set up in and it's quite sophisticated if anyone has an opportunity to go on and have a look at it it's it's primarily giving a voice to uh, designers within the world of theater and opera uh, primarily public performing as opposed to TV and cinema just to give them just to give them a, an opportunity to express their angst frustration joy in the world that they inhabit in these very difficult compromised times
0: I have to admit it's a fascinating interview and one I thoroughly enjoyed listening to and I can't wait to release it um,
2: release it next week
0: we hope you enjoyed enjoyed this week's episode here is a small excerpt from Jonathan's interview with Katrina
1: I think that's what I love sometimes about the actual job that we
3: do is it's there's there's all the different types of ingredients that go into it which make it the piece that it becomes and and it's how you manage all of that isn't it that kind of the alchemy of it is what gives it the energy which then gives it out to the audience I think it's magical that is magical